What's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play. On this episode of the Jogger Nerd Podcast, Marvel Studios world domination continues in the form of the first Avengers Infinity War trailer. Geek boner. You're going to get our thoughts, theories, and predictions for the fourth Avengers movie. Plus, we dig into the recent Vanity Fair article about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We got more Justice League news, HBO, and the race for the next Game of Thrones. We answer an audio question from a listener and a whole bunch more, all on this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, November 30th, 2017. Check. Check one. What's up, listener? Welcome to the Geek Hangout. Welcome to another episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And he's the rug boy. What's up, rugs? What's up, motherfuckers? How's it going? How you feeling? I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good, too. Thanks for- I got a quick question. Okay. To start the show. Okay. Really off the beaten path, but I feel like- a lot of our viewers probably watch this because they're men living in their parents' basement. Okay. But did you guys at all watch uh, the or notice that they had two of like Jack Off Central's most watched shows ever this week? Wait, Jack Off Central? What are you talking about? I'm talking about they had the Victoria's Secret fashion show this oh, week. Oh, yes, yes. And they had... Um, Miss Universe in the same week. In the same week. In the same week. Listen, I would be spent after that first one. Right? I don't have the, enough energy to to do a Miss Universe. Nah, I ain't see it. I, that's not even on my radar. I yeah, it, it was. It wasn't really on my radar. But then I was told about it about Miss Universe, and then a lot of my friends seemed to watch both. Really? Yeah. It seemed. It, it, and I was like, wow, that's coincidental that they have them both in the same week. I don't know. I, just, I thought of that as the show was starting. So the Victoria's Secret one is way hotter than the Miss Universe one, but I just feel I like, like they, both. they've both kind of become irrelevant. Like, you don't really hear people talking about like a big, like a big deal. Like it used to be a big deal. I, I, know, think, I know. I know people that watch that shit. Yeah. I know guys that who's watch that. Who's hosting this shit now, wasn't it? I think it's not on well, my radar. The Miss Universe was Steve Harvey. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he's <laughs> I don't know who did, I don't know who Victoria. I think Victoria's Secret Fashion Show is more popular here, though. Like they had like popular people singing while they were while the girls were walking. So around. that Steve Harvey is worth it just to see if he fucking gives the award to the wrong girl again. Oh shit! Because the one thing that was I noticed. The one, that's great. <laughs> the one thing I noticed is all the girls had white girl names. Okay. On Miss Universe. Yeah. Okay. I was like, what the way? and they're all like a lot of them spoke. Perfect English. Did they have like, like two first names? Was it like a no? Carla but it was Sue? all like it was like this girl's from uh, the Philippines or like Thailand. Her name's yeah. Karen. What? Okay, like, <laughs> a lot of that. I see. Yeah, a lot yeah. of like weird. Yeah. Like uh, I think she's just of Thai heritage and from the United States. Uh, they're they're really uh, making it more uh, America first. Than I don't know why bit. this came to my That's mind. That's interesting. It just did. Uh, who? Uh, yeah, the Steve Harvey. Uh, hopefully he can get this right universe. Winner. It was a, a Miss so- a South Africa one. Oh, I cool. And she was like half Filipino and half something. Ooh, that sounds hot. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. 
Miss South Africa. If you're listening, Miss South Africa. (laughs) Right in. Right in. (laughs) Ask us a question. We love you. Good for you. Anthony's single. Yeah. (laughs) Anthony Anthony has a crush on you. Uh, No, that's a very weird opening question. It isn't Uh, it? And if you are a new listener, you're probably confused why we're talking about uh, the Miss Universe pageant. Rugboy, do me a favor. Say we got someone of the listener is uh, this is the first time they're listening. Okay. What is it you say you would say you do here? The Me? Quote, the quote office space. No, really. What do you say? What would you say we do here? Oh, I, I wanted to quote. Yeah, the I don't space. even know how to explain myself, but yes. I mean, gonna, the show is a basically a we do news from the geek world. Basically, anything that's superhero related or comic book related or just pop culture, sci fi related. We usually get into. Uh, we do television reviews, movie reviews, uh, Game of Thrones stuff, Walking Dead, and we basically just shoot the shit, and uh, we read uh, emails from our fans, and uh, we just basically uh, circle jerk each other. Yeah, that's 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 about right. <laughs> uh, the, the more, we, do, uh... we do like to eject <laughs> off each other, yeah, like double Dutch rudders, yes. all that. The more uh, graceful way to say it is using our slogan uh, that I like to use is uh, we give you comic book and superhero related TV and movie news reviews and occasionally interviews. But this show have not done an interview in so long. It's been a while. We'll interview someone eventually one of these days. I hate everyone. Uh, That's the problem. Anthony's like that person's not on the show. And I'm like, oh, shit. All right. Moving on to the next one. Uh, Anthony, you got to be nice to the people. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> this show, look, if you've been living under a rock, you may not have heard that uh, this is the new Avengers Infinity War trailer. Holy shit. Geek Boners dropped yesterday. The show, we're going to dig into this trailer. And we got a little bit of news uh, about the DC Universe and some Game of Thrones news. to And then to finish out, we have an audio comment, an audio question from the listener. So as always, you can follow along, visit our website, jockander.com slash 197. There'll be links to videos and really awesome articles, everything we reference throughout the show. Let's get to the news, everybody. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. And if you want to get in touch with us, interact with the show, listener, visit jockander.com slash contact, where you will find our Twitter our Facebook, uh, our speak pipe, where you can leave an audio comment, email. There's a little contact box. You can just type a message and send it to us, and you will find a link to our awesome Facebook group, our awesome Jock and Nerd Nation community on Facebook. Shout out to new members, Joe Cohen, TJ Johnson, uh, join this week. Glad to have you. Now, TJ and the dude Jason from last week that joined, they are two or three of the members of uh, this new podcast, all voice from the underground that send us a review. They left us a review. Remember we read it rugs. Remember it was the passive aggressive weird one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was them, but they're, they're really oh, cool. Is that the guy that joined? And <laughs> yes, TJ. Like, and I like what you've done with the place. That's TJ and yeah. uh, Jason Mumert who joined last, last week. He's also on the show, but we've done a promo swap with them. I sent them our promo. They have sent us. Are we their playing promo. theirs? We are today? going to play theirs later in the show. You will hear oh, the shit. promo and it's a fun show. The guys have good chemistry and they, they, uh, they're jock and nerd also. They talk about comic book stuff, but they talk, like to talk about sports and politics and just everything. Uh, Good hang, good chemistry. You will hear the promo at our promo break. So without further ado, let's dig into this fucking geek boner. Look, Marvel Studios just pre-came all over our face and chest. 
And what it is is the Avengers Infinity War. I, know, I still haven't cleaned trailer. up. It's like <laughs> dried up all over my chest. I'm ready to break this shit down, to dissect it, to speculate, to theorize, to gesticulate, to masticate, uh, to debate. And then at the end, you're gonna do the whole entire In Excess song. Yeah, that's that. Oh, that was the In Excess song. That's right. I was gonna pull that up. In <laughs> Anthony a has no idea. No, no idea. Excess is a nightclub in Las Vegas. Oh, In Excess. Little link in the show notes. <laughs> Link in the show notes to the Indexess song. It's great. Look, I don't even know where to start. Let's start with the numbers. This has become the most viewed trailer of all time. 230 million views in the first 24 hours. Plus news oh, reviews and interviews. Yeah, I think I watch it like three or four times. <laughs> I, I yes. account for at least 15 to 20 Yeah, of those. 10 or 15 of those uh, was probably mine as well. Uh, it beat out the record uh, that was held by, I think it was It. Yes, It had uh, 197 million views in its first 24 hours. And it's like, uh, it's the first comic book movie in years to hold the trailer views record. And it's two hours and 20 seconds of amazing. Two hours? Two hours. I wish it was two hours. Yeah. Two minutes, 24 seconds of goodness. What? Where do you guys want to start? Who wants to start? Oh. I don't even know what to say. I say let's just break down this thing fucking scene by scene. I've put some uh, photos me, I'll here. start okay. with just with initial reaction. Um, yes. I woke up when I think it came out Thursday morning. Yeah. Thursday morning. Sorry. Uh, sat on the toilet. and was taking a dump. It was Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Today's Thursday. What am yeah. I talking about? Yeah. Wednesday and watched it on the trail on the on the on the stool. And I was like, by the end of it, I think. There was such, like such a rush of emotion. I was like, man, I think I could start crying. Like that shot when the all the hero, where some of the heroes are running and the yeah. Avengers theme plays. Yeah. And it wasn't like this was the most spectacular trailer ever, but I don't know. Just me loving the, what they've done with the Marvel Universe, and it's been 10 years in the making, and the fact yes. that this movie is happening. Yes. Um, it just was overwhelming. Well, my whole uh, take on it was, I, I think I watched it. Uh, I started watching it on my phone, and I was like, I can't watch this on my no, phone. No, you can't watch this on the phone. What are you doing? So I waited to watch it on a, like a respectable size screen, and then I watched it, and I was like, wow. I'm like, this really looks like you know, something different. I mean, it looks like Avengers and everything, but at least it's like it feels like it's pretty big in, in scale. Yes. And I was like, wow, this is cool. It, it did have a serious tone to it, and I like that, that it's not going in hope it's not going in the Ragnarok direction. It's going in this kind of like dramatic, serious tone. Not like dark, but just dramatic. Yes. Like things are going to happen. You're going to be thrilled. You're going to, there's going to be, the stakes are going to be realistic. People are going to die. Yeah. Uh, no, look, what all you guys said, this is, this has been 10 years in the making and I'm watching this and I'm like, look at what the house of Fiji has built. Like, look at this. This is an event comic come to life. Everyone's origins are done. Everyone's established. You can hit the ground running. This is an unprecedented feat. Uh, there's a, maybe 60 to 80 main characters. Like, I don't think there's ever been a cast this big. No one's ever attempted this. Part of me, like, is this even too big for the Marvel to pull off? I hope not. We're going to find out. But, wow, the music. Let's talk about the music. Like, the narration in the beginning and Nick Fury's Avengers speech, and then the different people are saying it, and then Alan Silvestri's Avengers theme. Holy shit. Like, when, when Peter Parker's Spidey sense goes off with his hair, like, that's how I felt the whole time. Watching the trailer, yeah, I was like, I got analogy. fucking goosebumps. 
all over. And but I do agree. It's like as it's more of like a long teaser than a trailer because there's a lot of shots of just like people looking off and well, they, and, they and don't running really into nothing. need to do much. Yeah, yeah. To, to get, I mean, as you see by the the amount of views, they don't. I don't think they have to show any plot. Like if they went the next two trailers, because there'll probably be two more. Yeah. I mean, we're six one. months out still. Yeah. Also. Well, they'll probably tag one with Black Panther, and then they'll probably put one out like a month before. Yeah. But if I were Marvel, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put much. I wouldn't put much out in terms of plot. I would just keep doing these teases because you don't need to do much. Oh, you don't. And, and I don't c- want to be spoiled for this no, movie. No, I really don't. And it kind of has the effect that the Star Wars trailers have had on me. Is it leaves me wanting more, and it leaves me with so many awesome questions to like speculate and think right. about, and be like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is happening?" So I, you know, I think it works on that level. It's just, yeah, it's like a really long teaser. Uh, let's. Where do you got to start? Let's talk about Thanos. We get a good look at Thanos in a lot of shots. Stone Cold Steve Thanos. Stone Cold Steve Thanos with his uh, muscle goatee. Or it's Chum like, Lee from the Pawn Star. <laughs> Somebody, dude, the memes have been hilarious. That's Someone turned good. him into Homer with like a donut in his hand, and he's like, mm, <laughs> infinity donut. Uh, and But he's a different color now, too. Like, he changes colors every time we see him. I thought he was bluer. He's a lot no, he's more of a been redder purple. purple. No, 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 he was more blue. purple. He was, he, he's more purple now. He was more bluish. He was a, okay. more of a bluer purple. This is more of a redder purple in eh. this trailer. But... He's I think been, he looks great. I, I know. And so I, I was shocked to learn that he's getting a lot of shit about his look online. I like people go, you thought Steppenwolf was bad. And now that's, you guys, that's DC fanboys. Yeah, dude, this looks amazing. Like this looks a million times better than fucking that, stupid. That Steppenwolf. shot you have in this, in the, in the show notes. Yeah. I mean, that looks like Josh Brolin put on some makeup. Right. That looks like he's got prosthetics yeah. and he's got, and like the, even the fact, cause like a lot of people are, 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 are been commenting on the no armor and the no helmet. And at first I was like, the helmet would make him look more intimidating. But Joe Russo has explained as he gets these stones, he gets more powerful. He doesn't need any armor. It just looks more confident, uh, but uh, without uh, just having a bald head well, and no armor. I think this is also a, Kind of like good move because we had Ares and we had Steppenwolf who had helmets. Looked, yes, yes. Yep. I was just going to say that. So you got to kind same. of break yes. away from yes. that now. And you could argue it's harder to to CGI no helmet than a helmet because with a helmet you can. And cover. we had a co- apocalypse. Yeah, everyone's had like, goddamn we had all helmets. these weird fucking dudes, and like I'd rather no helmet than a shitty looking helmet. And I didn't really, wasn't really crazy about how he looked with all the armor on in in those other teasers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bulky. I think he looks more badass like this. I think he looks. Yeah, I, I agree with Rugby. I think he looks badass with the with the bald head. Uh so yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, I he looks. It's confident. He, it's confident if, for if them to be like. If you look at Steppenwolf and you look at him and you think Steppenwolf looks on par or better, you are on uh, serious drugs. You, you need to go see an eye doctor, right? Because, or you need eye drugs. Uh, right. All right. Look le- right away. The shot of Tony Stark with in the orange haze and he's holding a bloody hand and he looks. Just all down and defeated. Uh, what sets an amazing tone? Who do you think that hand is? Is that that's not his hand? I got it. I got. I got one. Okay. I think I know who it is. Okay. Who? Spider Man. So I've seen maybe that it's Spider Man because you see him get slammed. We know that there's going to be multiple deaths. There should be at more than one major death in this movie. Other people are speculating maybe it's Pepper Potts. Maybe she gets killed. Why would they kill off Spider Man? Because. They have the time gem. Yes. And they can just fucking 
retcon it right back. They can oh. kill everybody. They, so they can, they can they kill can everybody. Everything. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. By the end of this movie, everyone could be dead easily. And then they, because remember in Doctor Strange, he rewound time. They could just here's, pull that here's shit. The, here's the, the plot reason why I think you could do it. Obviously, and, but you have to bring back Spider-Man eventually. But I think for plot's sake, to really break Tony... Yeah, because he's already broken with between the, him and Cap. Him Cap. Yeah, but he's looking at Spider-Man as like his protege, and if yeah. he was the one responsible for getting this teenager killed, he, I think that would just break him. Yeah, like oh, storyline. Good, that's good because that's the last thing he was dealing with that we saw. And then what what will happen? Oh, which good. which Rugboy will probably hate, and so yeah. will Imran. <laughs> is they'll bring back Spider-Man and have Tony killed, and then Tony will be Spider-Man's uncle Ben. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, like that would be his Uncle Ben moment. Like, oh, oh man, no. my Uncle Ben. No, no, he's already had the Uncle Ben moment. They just no, they didn't show it. it. They didn't. It didn't happen. Yeah, but that's how Spider Man is created. It's happened. They have not referred to that it or mentioned it at all. That would probably be the worst shit I've ever they heard. Can, oh fuck! <laughs> no, now you're really changing Spider Man. Fucking, that's bullshit. They're not gonna do that. <laughs> you cannot do that. Okay, next. Stop shot. Zack Snydering this movie. <laughs> yes. What are you doing? Uh, next thing you see in the movie is Bruce. Banner on a pile of rubble, and it looks like he has fallen from the sky through the Sanctum Sanctorum because a Wong and and Strange are there. So I'm guessing this must have happened after whatever happened with the ship at the, after the end of Ragnarok, with Thanos showing up. There's a battle. Bruce gets thrown back down to Earth, uh, and then you see Paul Bettany as Paul Bettany as the Vision, like in human flesh form. And there's a little glowy thing in his head. What's going on here? Is this a mind stone uh, uh, illusion? Is yeah. he fucking with their heads? Or is this, can he now manipulate himself to be in disguise that as a person? That would be cool. Because he can make, he made his cape. He can shapeshift and yeah. shit. Yeah, sure. Why can't yeah. he just make himself look like this person? It still kind of creeps me out that they're going with the Paul Bettany and Scarlet Witch. Because he's Vision not even Scarlet a Witch. sentient being. Well, he's not only that, he's just way older. Yeah. Oh, Paul just, Bettany is, you mean? Paul Bettany, just, the actor, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. He looks old enough to be her dad. I bet he was glad he didn't have to fucking put on makeup for every fucking scene. That is, that's got to that be a the, pain That is the, the speculation I saw online is yes. that they made him, that he was able to do that because he hates sitting for six hours in makeup. I and he, would too. And he isn't the most enthusiastic about making these movies anyways. He's like, give me, let me just do a fucking scene normal, will you, you bastards? Uh, I don't even uh, like doing this. I don't even like doing this. <laughs> Hello. Uh, then you see Thor's back on a spaceship. Now, this isn't the Milano, the Guardian spaceship, and this isn't the ship that we last saw him on in Thor Ragnarok. So I don't know what's going on here. This is another ship Thor is on, and there's uh, the ground is on fire through the windows. We see Banner next to Hulkbuster armor, a blonde uh, Black Widow. So there's speculation online that that is actually Bruce Banner in the yes in Hulk the Hulkbuster. So you see like updated Hulkbuster armor, but as we know, you know Tony doesn't have to be in these things to to even to have them uh, right. operate. That's true. But it could be it could be Banner in the thing because you see he's sitting next to uh, the the arm. Uh, spider sense. All right, let's get to Spider Man. We get to see what the spider sense looks like. The hair on his arms lifting up. I like it. I think a little it, too late. Uh, it's too little too late, but I think it makes sense. He senses. And then there's a big round uh, weapon slash portal fucking thing in the sky, which yeah. is in a lot and of then movies. And he puts on an iron spider costume, which is made out of metal. Okay, so let's get to that because <laughs> I know Ruggs has feelings about the costume. The, the costume he turned down at the end of Homecoming 
Uh, clearly, he has accepted it. He's taken it. We see him jumping into the big, uh, that big round thing reminds me of that ride in carnivals, you know, that goes in circles. Remember, you've been to the fucking, yeah. the carnies where it's that really scary ride. Uh, and I have screenshots in the show notes here. I will put them in the show notes. Shockinair.com slash 197. What like is concave? So there's things I like and I don't like about this costume. <laughs> you see in this Imran? Yeah, well, the, the CGI. He has nothing going on in between his legs. So, there. okay, first of all, that middle shot where he's standing up, there's weird CGI running down the whole center of his body. It's all, like, caved in. Like, there's a groove. So, I don't yeah. know. That doesn't look. It just looks weird. And then and then he's smooth down there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but it's a screenshot. He's a Ken doll. He's a Ken doll. I like the glowy eyes. Uh, I do. I don't mind the. I don't mind the design of the costume as yeah. far as like the symbol and, yeah. and the and the way the red and the, that looks cool. But I don't like that it's like that metallic looking. Yeah, like it's supposed to be armor. Yeah, it looks too armory. I appreciate the large spider is, on is the chest. Ben, it, the large spider is that a callback to? Is it Ben Riley's suit? No, is Ben Riley a character? Am yeah. I making that up? No, Ben Riley is one of the clones. I, I, yeah. Okay, yeah, I Ooh, thought uh, it, it's a callback to someone else's it suit. Has a, it has a similar element. Okay. Me, yeah. I mean, because I, I, in Homecoming, his fucking spider was so small. I was like, why is it so tiny? Make well, it bigger. It's big. Now it's fucking huge. So I wish the suit was a little bit simpler, and I still don't like when they put shit in the blue parts. Like, what is all those faceting and lines? It's not necessary. But, uh, I, you know, I'm all right. I kind of I kind of was digging it. The more I watched the trailer, I was like, ah, the suit's kind of, it's kind of cool. Uh, can't wait to see more. What gadgets? It's gonna have a bunch at of first, gadgets. At first, I was on the man. That looks kind of weird. Like, yeah, that's too much and uh, like a little too busy. Yeah, and and the metallic and all. Like, what what is Spider Man doing in a metallic yeah. suit? Yeah. As I watched the trailer another fourteen times, I'm like, okay, I can get on with it. Now, uh, <laughs> is uh, I hope he does lose the suit eventually and this just doesn't get to keep it. Like, I kind of yeah. hope the suit gets completely destroyed. If it's, I mean, it doesn't really bother me because he d- he did wear an Iron Spider costume it just didn't look like that no well, would you have rather have seen the orange and yellow costume from the comics no, with not, the arms it's not that i want that yeah i mean it would be cool to be comics accurate you know it'd be interesting but i actually like this this design i just don't like how metallic it is how like there you could see like kind of like uh you can see the metal uh, yeah it's, it's like, weird. it's like, got like beveling yeah, on it and everything so is it is it flexible or is it like rigid it's hard it's weird it's hard to tell like when he talks will it move like i don't know it just doesn't look right it looks like a video game to me i, I could see that, that a little it's like bit yeah not i could like see that iron man even iron man's costume is bulky enough where you can believe it's armor right 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 and now this is like kind of like it's very thin armor worked into yeah it just whatever. doesn't it's just something about it doesn't the, quite the, work the glowing eyes is uh is kind of like the suit he has in the comics now his eyes glow because it's all full of fucking tech and shit yeah and I, hate this. I, I hate I the know tech I know you hate that that's a dance lot that's a dance lot inclusion uh, all right then you got a scene so we have like a New York team you got a scene with Tony and Wong and Banner and Strange in the middle of a street in New York and it's demolished. Uh, so we'll talk about who the team seem to be afterwards. This next shot is interesting. You see a bunch of bodies and a pair of feet walking through the body speculation. And I think it's right is these were the Asgardians and they are all dead that were on the ship. I don't know how many of them survived. And the guy walking one of the black order being Ebony Maw, I believe, because he's got like weird feet. And then you see Loki holding up the Tesseract. So, that confirms Loki, Loki did fucking steal the Tesseract, which I think we all assumed it was, it was that's what happened in Ragnarok. 
And then you get the first look at Thanos coming, stepping out of a breach that kind of looks like a breach from the Flash TV show, but uh, I'll allow it. It's early. They may be still be working on the special effects. Ah, uh, Thor in that round gate. <laughs> Were you expecting comments there, Imran? No, I'd, well, you no. asshole. Uh, do you have comments? No. Okay. Uh, what? You, pa- you paused after your joke, and then <laughs> kept, and you're like, all right, no, no one laughed. I'm going to keep going. What's Thor doing? Is he opening a portal, closing a portal? What the fuck's going on there? He's I like his showing armor. off his muscles He's for the ladies. Off. Is that just an elaborate workout machine uh, for Asgardians to work on their biceps? Yeah, yeah, I assume. It's like a big uh, elliptical. <laughs> ah, and then you see Proxima Midnight real quick. Another Black Order. It's such a quick shot. She's throwing a spear. It's caught by a man in the shadow. And, and the line Chadwick Boseman delivers is so great. As uh, Steve Rogers with a beard steps out, he's like, what does he say? He's like, engage your defenses and get this man a shield. Assemble, yeah, assemble the defenses. Oh, so Evacuate good. the city and Va- somebody yes. get this man a shield. Somebody get this man a shield. And There's dude, a lot of speculation online that uh, Shuri, his sister, is going to invent for him an energy shield. Well, and you also see what in that scene where he's running in the forest, he has like the these oh, gauntlets that a lot of the Black Panther uh, yeah. Wakandans have. So maybe it's like some a people sh- have even like really looked at it. Yeah, yeah. And like they look at his right hand, and it looks like he's clutching something. But oh, like he's holding something. But but obviously they took it out. Like as we know now in these trailers. They can edit things out and then put them back in in the movies. Yes, and some sometimes people are are added like in the scenes we've up. seen. Yeah. yeah, so anything. So you think he's got the energy shield in the actual movie? Yeah, I, that's that's a speculation. Or the other here. shield. Yeah. Yeah. Like in that shot, the shield could be up and we just, they haven't, they're not yeah, showing. could be stuff. holding yeah. it. And that's the other thing. Watching this trailer, like anybody could be, could die. Anyone could come and go at any of these scenes. Uh, and we wouldn't even know. Uh, we get a good look Panther fighting the, uh, the, uh, outriders. Uh, of course, every superhero movie has to have a nameless faceless horde. <laughs> See this a bunch of times, but these dudes look sick. They got lots of arms. They're really fast. The Outriders are the aliens? Yeah, those yeah, are like those the are, aliens. That's, like that's the Parademons for this. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Parademons or Ultron's bots or the Chitari. Uh, every Avengers movie. Every, yeah, every, I hate every that they these. did that. Every one of these got to have, but there's a shit ton of them. And uh, when you get, oh, oh, geez, there's so many things in here. Okay, the Vision getting his Mind Stone removed. That is believed to be Corvus Glaive standing on him. He's got clawed feet and a scepter similar to Loki's. Uh, so that's fucked up. He he's probably gonna die. He's gotta die once they pull that thing out. Won't he be dead? Yeah. Oh, there's speculation that once he pulls that out, that the human version of him is that become he becomes the human version of himself. Oh, and the little and that, that little residual. thing is just the residual. Yeah. So there's so, two theories on that. Too, and then we see on. Thanos putting one of the stones in his gauntlet. He has two: the purple one, the blue one. And then you see them pulling out. The Mind Stone, that's three of the six. The purple one last time we saw, I don't know, I don't remember the names. Here we go. I got I got where you the got stones it. are. The Space Stone is the blue one, also known as the Tesseract. Loki right. had it. The, yeah. the Mind Stone, the orange one, in Vision's forehead. Okay. Yeah. Reality Stone is red. The Collector, it was with the Collector, but his whole fucking place blew up. He must still have it. I don't know. Uh, Power Stone, purple, Guardians of the Galaxy left it with the Nova Corps, and it's on Xandar. So we may see Xandar. We may even get a, a, an allusion to Nova flying around. And then uh, hmm. the green time stone, 
Dr. Strange has it. The last one missing is the soul stone, which I believe is yellow and maybe in Wakanda. What do you guys of, think? Yeah, a lot of speculation that is in Wakanda because this sense. is where a lot of the movie is occurring. And also that the soul stone is how Black Panther is able to talk to the old dead Black ah, Panther. Ah, yes. In that ah. scene where it's the purple sky and yeah. he goes. Uh, so hopefully they let that will be. Look, I'm even more excited for Black Panther because if they're going to. They're going to reveal that uh, we have the soul stone. Holy shit. I mean, it would make sense. That's yes. a hidden country. Yes. That movie is going to be so important going into this movie. Uh, you got Bucky with a machine gun. So clearly he's been unfrozen from his frozen state. He's also got his arm back. Oh, he's got his arm back too. Yeah. Somebody fixed them up. I wonder who that was. It was the uh, people from Wakanda. The Wakanda. Shuri. It was probably Shuri. And then almost this Game of Thrones-esque horde running towards the Wakandans. Uh, and in this shot, you see the Winter Soldier, Black Widow, Captain America, Shuri, the Black Panther, the Hulk, the Falcon, and War Machine. I actually don't think that's Shuri. I think that's... Oh, Denai that's uh, Okoye. The other Okoye. one is yeah, Denai Guerrero. Yes. That's uh, the walking... That's Michonne. That's Michonne. Yeah, yeah, that's Michonne. Uh, so there's your Wakandan team and they're backed by a whole bunch of Wakandan warriors that... This little three seconds just, I mean, oh my God. Oh my God. That's amazing. And then you get the final stinger at the end where you see Thor with his eye patch. Oh, no, the hell are you guys? And uh, Q, Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think that's why they delayed this trailer because they wanted enough people to see Thor Ragnarok for the one eye reveal. Mm. Maybe without spoiling. Let let me say, let me just reiterate that though. Who would have thought 10 years ago that the stinger at the end of the third Avengers movie would be Thor meeting the Guardians <laughs> the of the Galaxy? Shit, like that's how popular the Guardians have been. Now they're the stinger. Holy shit. Uh, what an amazing piece. I still have lots of questions. Also, did you see Tony has the flip phone Steve gave him in one shot at the end of Civil War? Right. I did not notice that. Yeah, where he's by the stairs and he has the fucking flip phone in his hand. Um, Looks like three settings in this movie yes, so far: yes. Wakanda, space, and New York. Where's space? Uh, space. Well, the Thor Guardian scene. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then also the the scene where it looks like either that's a ro- like a different planet where Thanos is fighting Iron Man and Spider Man. Like that looks like a different planet. Oh, you don't think that's on Earth? So here, or that might be Earth. I'm giving uh, David Malofsky credit for this one because he posted this on our Facebook group right away, and he's posted it everywhere. He says, my first prediction, three storylines, one in space, that's Thor and Guardians, like you said, one in New York City, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and Banner's there, so maybe the Hulk. One in Wakanda, you got, like we said, Cap, Black Panther, Black Widow, Winter Soldier, Falcon, but the Hulk is also there, and this will all converge for the climax uh, he said, posting this all over the web. So maybe the climax is, you know, he's about to get the last stone and they have to stop Thanos from getting. There's also the last speculation stone. that Thanos beats up the Hulk so badly that he can't become the Hulk again. And that's why he's riding around in the Iron. That's why suit. he's in the Hulkbuster. Yeah. A couple of other theories. Uh, like we said, uh, do you think there'll be a Captain Marvel mention or appearance in this one or in four? Definitely in four. Definitely in four, probably. Brie Larson's taking pictures with all the other actresses um, for that Vanity Fair shoot. 
Uh, will they? Like so it's been posted on Instagram, like all the girls of Marvel. Well, that's right. That was, uh, yeah, that was that Vanity Fair shoot where there was like eight, there was eight, they said there was 83 actors in total. In, in the photos alone, there's like 35 heroes in these photos. We'll get to the wow. article. It's really good. Uh, who do you think dies for good? Do you think Cap dies? Will the Hulk die? They're probably going to kill off Cap. You know, I, read, I wouldn't have thought anybody. I mean, I would have thought like maybe a, one or two, but after reading that Vanity Fair article. Right. Where they talk to Fahey, I, I maybe I'm just a sucker, but I honestly honestly believe they're going to kill off a lot of characters. Like the main the main guys, the guys, who, and, and they're going to uh, go the legacy characters following. Uh, and then another thought I saw this theory: Could uh, with Spider Man and Space, could he get his black suit this way? Could they even work that in? They uh, probably won't, but it, it could happen. Will we see Novas? Will we? Ha- will there be any mention of Skrulls if they want to set up the Captain Marvel oh, movie? No. Uh, that could be interesting. Uh, also, the question I asked, I had after this: Will this be referenced in in the TV shows? Because we keep no. hearing about the incident. The incident. This is going to be way bigger than the incident. You don't think they'll have their version of? I the don't incident? know if this show is going to go on for more than a season before it goes away forever. Well, Agents of Shield could be done after this season but like the whatever future shows they make on their streaming service or whatever uh that was another thought i had uh what's interesting is all the i don't missing- think they're, they're gonna really are we getting any more netflix shows well uh, i don't think I, I think they're the the ship is sailed on trying to connect the netflix stuff to this so i know that daredevil 3 jessica jones 2 luke cage season 2 are all they're in several stages of production so they're making those Will those remain on Netflix? I don't know. I don't know. Could they just pull them to their new streaming service for the new seasons? They could do whatever they want. But it is a joint Netflix-Marvel production, and they are making more seasons. Can I do a quick question? Yes. Yeah. How are we on Punisher right now? Oh, Punisher Watch Update. That's good. I'm I'm five episodes in. Okay, so, so I'm waiting for Anthony. Yeah, I've, Sorry, I've, guys. I've finished it. I pro- right. I'll be honest. I probably won't finish it next week either. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, we'll get to the Punisher whenever I Anthony. have to go out, to, out of town for work. Okay. So All, right. Watch it. All right. Well, it's not going anywhere. Right. <laughs> we'll Sorry. get to I just it. want to know. Just... I know. I'm going to forget the whole show, but I'm I will five refresh. episodes in and, I, and I'm, I am enjoying it. I'll just go with it. Okay, that. good. I'm not pissed off like I was with Iron Fist. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> or even even Defenders. That's good. Look for the review in a couple of weeks, listener. A uh, couple so more weeks. Sorry. The, uh, Sorry, Del Hauer. <laughs> he's, dude, he's just chomping he's, at the bit. Yeah, I know. He's pumped, but that'll be a fun show. We'll get Matt Del Hauer on. Uh, so the San Diego Comic-Con footage that was shown, and we read the description, and part of it was leaked over the summer. Uh, I was expecting a little bit more of that stuff to show up in here. Here's what we didn't see that was in that. how That whole thing about how Thor meets the Guardian splattered on the front of his, on the Milano, which was kind of funny. Uh, the scene with Star-Lord and Doctor Strange working together where he's making the little platforms. Star-Lord's running. The scene where Thanos is throwing like a part of the moon at them. Uh, Vision is locked behind bars. And then that one scene where Peter is like apologizing to Tony, which I think that's why we think he fucking dies right there. And that's Peter's hand that's why, Yeah, that's in the theory. beginning. So, uh, but look, amazing trailer. But I will say, Anthony, you said it when we started talking uh, it, it, what did you say? You're like, it could have been more like a slight part of me was like slightly let down that there was more in here. Now I know we're six months out. I would have liked a little bit of plot, just a little bit. Imran. 
you're the asshole that is always like, why do they got to show the plot, the whole entire plot in the trailer? <laughs> yes, I and know. And now, now you're asking for plot. I just, when I watched this, I was like, that was awesome, but like, I wanted just a little bit more, but that's okay. But leaving you wanting more is that's not, not a bad thing at all. See, like, I'm not really worried. Like, just when I watch a Star Wars trailer, I'm yeah. not really worried that it's not going to deliver in some way. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Star Wars Force Awakens, as much as people criticize it, it's still delivered yeah. on being entertaining and fun and yeah. being memorable. And uh, these Marvel movies, when they when they're done right, like Civil War and uh, you know the Captain America movies, pretty much uh, they're memorable. Yeah. So I'm not worried about wanting to know what the the plot is, or right. I just no. want to know that it, that okay, I want to see oh all these people are going to be in this movie. Thanos looks cool. Okay. All right, I'm in. Look, and the Russo brothers have not let us down. And I'm just glad, look, they got their comedies out this year. We got three comedies. Fine. Now we're going to get Black Panther, a little more serious, and then this movie. Uh, And, of course, I still expect the same, you know, the comedy when necessary and kind of those dynamics. But largely, the stakes are need to be so large here. I I noticed there was something online that was kind of funny. I was like, I'm glad the Russo brothers decided to change their setting palette for all the action scenes because if you notice from winter soldier and civil war about most of their fight scenes occur in parking lots they like in wide open flat concrete parking lots. <laughs> <laughs> like the airport battle the that's uh, true the uh chasing with black panthers through a parking lot and winter in winter soldier they're fighting in parking lots oh, there's a lot of parking lots a lot You're of right. parking lots a lot of, like, civil war starts out with a parking lot battle in <laughs> that's africa right. yes all parking lots so I'm glad they decided to change their, their I think they did that because both Winter Soldier and Civil War are very that political feel. Yeah, yeah. So you got to kind of gray it out, but this one's obviously in a jungle and on space and in New York, so. Yes, am- like amazing locations and uh wow. All right, let's move on to this Vanity Fair article. There's a lot of great shit. You kind of get Kevin Feige's origin in this and you really realize that how important and this guy's journey has been really great but I pulled out a couple of interesting bits that I think are important for example what we were saying who is going to die they have said after Avengers 4 the following contracts are up Chris Evans yeah Mark Ruffalo yeah Robert Downey Jr. Scarlett Johansson Chris Hemsworth and Jeremy Renner so I think all of the, some of them, if not all of them, <laughs> may not make it out of the second Avengers movie. I think Ruffalo will still be, be around because he doesn't have to do anything. That's yeah. Well, that's true. And, the, and there's that's the easiest paycheck to collect ever for the Hulk. Or you mean yeah, he just yeah. shows up, does yeah. some mocap and then he goes home. <laughs> but he's Banner in this. We see Banner. Yeah, but he doesn't really have to do anything. Oh, he just acts like uh, Ruffalo. I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Maybe again, like I'm a sucker, but I wouldn't be surprised if they killed off all the OG Avengers. Yeah, I feel like they may kill off the OG Avengers because in this article, he keeps saying after Avengers 4, it will, uh, it will we will bring things you've never seen in superhero films a finale. He says, quote, there will be two distinct periods, everything before Avengers 4 and everything after. I know it will not be in ways people are expecting. I think that they're not going to kill off everybody. That's retarded. <laughs> like they will probably have everyone bow out. Maybe one person or two people will die, but you know they they want to keep something in their back pocket. They got forty to sixty people already. You could kill five. You still got a shitload. I don't know, man. I think they're always gonna leave the door open. Yeah, uh, dude. Kevin Feige also he's rugs. He's just a few years older. 
than us. He's uh, uh, everyone keeps talking about in this article how he's a fanboy at heart. Uh, he this was kind of where it all started. While in college, he got an internship for Richard Donner, did the Superman movie, and Lauren Schuler Donner, his wife, and they're like the Snyders. And uh, I believe the Nolans are like this too, where the the, the husband and wife both and the Snyders and the Snyders. Yes. So he ended up working for Lauren Schuler Donner, who at the time was a producer on the X Men movie, and it was Feige was on the set. And he made the stylist go crazy because he forced them to tease up Hugh Jackman's hair so big and look ridiculous because he wanted it to look like the comic books. And uh, that's kind of like where he started getting noticed that this guy knows, you know, the IP and, and, and knows how to treat it fairly. And Avi Arad hires him and sends him to the, all these other studios making Marvel movies to manage their IP. Well, what what's distinguished Fahey, in my opinion, from what Warner brothers is doing um, besides the fact that they just don't have a guy like that is yes. Fahey's in charge of everything. And it seems like to me and he, that he's probably read a lot of comics. But, you know, it, it, he said he wasn't really into comics when he was younger. He was into, you know, he was into the star Wars and the Indiana right. Jones, but I think by now he yeah. is I, I, he's well, all I, in regardless of he's read them when he was a child, yeah. he's read them. I think, like Snyder or like a lot of the people at WB have done is I think at the Warner or DC have done that are running the movies is I think they read just the popular ones. So yes, like the big storylines, Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. Watchmen, um, some of like the more popular Dark Knight stories or whatever. And then they just go off that. Yeah. But you're yeah. reading the stuff that is the most popular. Yes. But is like built off so much history. You have to read the and, history. Right. You have to read the history first yeah. to understand the character, not just read the most popular comic that was ever put out. And, and I think Fahey can draw upon a lot more different um, comics when he's making his stories. Absolutely. There's Cause a lot of the, the, a lot of the Marvel movies that have come out aren't just direct adaptations. They take little elements like for instance, Thor Ragnarok takes a little bit of planet Hulk, yep, a little yep. bit of some of the, the Thor uh, stories from recent memory and adds that all together and then comes up with his own original story. And they managed to do it justice and keep the essence of the story and the character. Whereas over at the WB side, they just fucking, they deconstruct it and it's just flat and there's nothing behind it. Uh, it's really I just, weird. I just think they don't understand. They don't, they haven't read as many. No, they, they don't understand the, the mythology. Right. Both, yeah. both companies are doing risky things. Yes. Because you can't cover all the canon. It would take right. forever. So they have to like, you know, shrink it down and make it fit into a two hour movie and cut things out and mash things together. But he's just, Faye understands it better. Yes. That's all. He yep. gets yep. it. There's certain yep. people that get it. Yep. And get why it's good and, and what makes it work. And, Snyder doesn't really get it. So um, he does understand Marvel. Marvel is a very unique company and he understands was he understands what makes it work uh, to a degree for, I mean, I don't think he's bulletproof. He's made a couple of things that I didn't like, but for the most part, over, overall, he does get it. Yes, he does. And he's pushing the envelope and he has created something, you know, that we've dreamed of since we were kids, something that's never been done before. There's a bit in the article where early on in his office, he had this one Marvel Universe poster and it was just this poster with like a thousand characters on there. And he would just look at it every day. It kind of inspired him. When Marvel Studios started, the risk that they took, we forget how risky it was 
From the article, it says, borrowing money by offering up the film rights to its biggest characters as collateral, tirelessly pitching the idea to skeptical foreign buyers, Feige and Arad finally hired three directors to make movies for Marvel Studios. Favreau for Iron Man, Louis Leterrier for The Incredible Hulk, and Edgar Wright for Ant-Man. And of course, only Favreau becomes part of the legacy. He says, people forget Iron Man was an independent movie. This At this point, Avi Arad is like, I really don't want to manage... A whole cinematic universe. He steps down, and at 33 years old, Kevin Feige was officially in charge of the first significant independent studio since DreamWorks. Oh shit! At fucking 33, he's he's in charge. Amazing. I could have done it. You could have done it 10, 10 years ago, maybe? <laughs> Easily. <laughs> they so Marvel Studios has the rights to 7,000 characters. And quote from him, he says, Marvel is 22 movies in. We've got another 20 movies on the docket that are completely different from anything that's come before intentionally. So, I mean, he's created, uh, he's made the movie audience comic book readers to the point where they know everyone's origin and they can, they, they could jump right in to this infinity war movie and everyone's on board. It's like, it is, it's like reading an event comic on the big screen. It's amazing what he's done. Oh, just fucking incredible. There's a lot of uh, video, essay, video essays online that uh, have come out where Marvel basically came out like this This shared universe came out at the right time because the viewing platform for movies is, is so blurred now. You can watch movies on your phone yes. and your iPad yes. and all those devices on your computer and all those devices are also are connected to the internet. Yep. So you can now look up who these characters are and real easily. In, yeah, yeah. And, and, Easily and and quickly find out. Oh, I can go on this Wikipedia and find out who Black Panther is. So the information is so readily available that now the shared universe is. You know, everyone is well aware of everything. Right I see away. that all the time when I see movies. Like I'll listen to like there's usually couples, and usually the girls like who's this guy, and then they bring up the Wikipedia or somebody asks what's his deal, and these conversations in the theater, and it just brings me joy. I was like, wow, look at this. Everybody's fucking knows hey. these people. <laughs> Rugs, they're ruining our thing. Everybody's onto it. Well, another thing that I don't like about it is that uh, it makes people instantly think that they're experts on the comics and they don't know shit. They've never read a story. They're like, well, I read the Wikipedia page. I'm like, yeah, but you don't know shit. <laughs> but they've you read, the read it for like 20 page. years. Yeah, yeah. You don't read these stories in the way that they were meant to be read when they came out at the time they came out. You're reading a fucking... Uh, a synopsis and thinking, oh, well, okay, I understand the character. But no, you don't. But is that just us being snooty? Like, shouldn't we include everyone and welcome everyone to this instead of uh, being like that? I don't know. Well, that's how we get shitty movies. That's how how we got these Batman movies and this fucking Superman movie because people are... That's a good point. You got people who are like, yeah, do it with justice. Do it yeah, in yeah. the video game. Yeah. Like that's not it, you asshole. That's Make not evil, the fucking like thing. The comics. Wait, what? That's not it. But yeah. that's how I know it because I play the stupid video game. <laughs> that that I'll agree, I will agree with that. That is how you get Batman running around in Batman v Superman with a gun. Yeah, the entire shooting, movie because you have people. a guy that reads The Dark Knight Returns and sees one panel where he's carrying around a gun. Doesn't understand the significance of the fact that that is a moment that's been built up. A very long time like, oh, for Batman, Batman to be shoots holding. Guns? Yeah, cool. he's just like, cool, Batman shoots guns. That's a cool <laughs> I'll look. A, I'll I'm going to put this in the movie. And now he's going <laughs> to yeah. shoot guns the entire movie. Yeah, he saw Batman the movie where you know where the Batmobile has guns on it. When he goes to access chemicals and blows the shit up, he goes, well, I guess Batman, the Batmobile is supposed to have guns on it. Right. So, and and, and that's what Nolan did too. They, yeah. They're well, all they guilty all, they of it. All put Nolan's guns. the same way. Nolan read, 
I, I bet he's read The Dark Knight, The Long yeah. Halloween, and, yeah. the, and The Killing Joke and made those movies. He's like, I know enough to make my own version now. I mean, he he really ran away from all the other Batman stuff. That's true. That's true. They're, they're, the two of the movies are really good, but it was it's not, like it's you not need faithful. To really do faith, be faithful to Batman, you have to, re- or any of the characters, you have to kind of understand it. Uh, I mean, f- I mean, Faye kind of does in, in a way because he's able to... St- steal the essence of these characters and boil them down. Yeah. But I really, I really feel like a lot of people think they know about comics just because they could just Google it now. You're probably right. <laughs> I would hope they go pick up some comics and, no. and, and read, which would be what you want them to do, but you can just fucking read it on Wikipedia or watch the video that yeah, recaps it, the whole thing. That, unfortunately, Imran, that is a that is a law. Mm. You people are not no. going to go and read the comments. It takes a they, lot of work. It takes more work than just watching it. Takes a it. lot of work. Yeah. Like before there was Wikipedia and all this information out there and all these videos, all these YouTube videos of how to how to appreciate comics. Let me explain it to you. You had to actually read it. Like you had to. Like there was no other way. There was no other way to get this information by, except for experiencing the media. Well, you had to find your nerd friend and have him fucking explain it to you. That was yeah. you, Imran. That was me. But <laughs> it's nine times me. out of ten, you had to actually read it. Yeah. Now, you had to. Now there's had, cliff notes you for couldn't like You couldn't be like, yeah, I just read this uh, graphic novel called The Crow. Go, uh, you know, go Google it. No, you're like, let me borrow that from you. Let me read it, and then we'll fucking talk about it. I know I was even until 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And how it changed your life. Dude, The and, Crow was awesome the first time I, t- I read that yeah. thing. I was like, holy shit, this is the best shit ever. I mean, they're not going to know that. They're never no. going to They're gonna see a movie. They're yeah. going to be like, oh, that's The Crow, and then that's it. And then they're going to just not even understand any that's that experience. You want to – the whole greatness of comics – in, in film, you got to try and translate what's in those books to the screen, and that's not that's not really what's happening a lot of the time. Yeah, so, they're being co opted. They're being used to uh, create a, a new thing. But look, listener, and the, share and, the, and the comics business is not um, getting bigger; it's getting it, smaller. It's definitely not helping sales for well, comics. What, what, what happens too is, unfortunately, for hardcore comic fans or just comic fans in general, is what's portrayed on mass media, whether it be TV or movies, is the perception of how the character really is. So, for instance, like go back to Batman. Most people now probably think Batman carries around a gun and kills people. Most probably think people think Superman is this fucking flying dick. Most people think Spider-Man got his suit from Tony Stark. Like that's I, just how it's going to be until a new movie comes out. And, and changes it's the that. same thing that between 1966 to like 1986, people thought Batman, Batman was, was a camp. campy joke right. yeah. for like decades. But isn't that unfair? That one thing that yeah. was shot in, in a two month period that was worked on for maybe a year supersedes 30 years yeah. of, of established canon. It very, very unfair. It's very unfair. I it think that ruins that's wrong. the character retroactively. Yeah. Like, that's really crazy. And, I mean, that's kind of how I felt about Spider-Man and Spider-Man Homecoming. I was like, ah, oh, now this is going to be everybody's Spider-Man, and they're missing out on the whole beauty of, like, an adult Peter Parker and all the dynamics that brings. We're going to be stuck in this bullshit like, for the next five years. I don't think that, like, other properties get bogged down in that shit. Like, you make a new James Bond movie, it doesn't erase the other ones. Like the other ones still stand uh, and they still count. Like some people like think Golden Eye is their favorite movie, or some people think that that's true. Doctor No is their I favorite movie. This in comic books, everything just fucking reboots the old thing and becomes the new thing. Yeah. Hmm. 
Interesting. All right, any final thoughts about the MCU and this trailer in general? It's going to be interesting to see what happens after this Infinity uh, story is over. Like how they how they keep it going, what who they choose to put in the spotlight, what the next phase is. I'm just shocked that they're actually they pulled this off. Like how in a movie, I now give me a three hour movie, give me a two and a half hour movie. How the fuck are you still gonna pull this off? It's I can't wait, Anthony. It's final it's thoughts. A, uh, two part movie. I I mean, I'm beyond. I'm fucking pumped, man. Yeah. Of course, this is this is the culmination. Dude, and then we just have to wait a year for the next one. We, like, holy shit. What? Can we make predictions? Okay. Sure. Based on the trailer? Yeah. Okay. So, give me what you expect this movie to be to you. Like, th- just seeing the trailer, what do you think it's going to be? What's your expectations of this movie? Is it on a number scale? On a scale of 1 to 10? Or I, where do you want to place it in the in, in the Marvel movies? I think the, you can go either way. The you pure, can with the factory and pure spectacle, I don't. I don't think the story will be crazy elaborate. I just think they're going to run off emotion and spectacle, and they could make make this movie a four, and I'd probably still like it. But I honestly think with the Russo brothers doing it, that it's going to be like a seven or eight. Huh. Yeah. Uh. They, look, you know what else is funny? I also thought of like last year, uh, Warner Brothers gave us Batman versus Superman, and then quickly Marvel. Gave you Captain America Civil War. It's kind of the movie about the same thing, just done better. This year, Justice League. And then Marvel does this. And it's, it has similar themes. Big bad from space. Everybody's got to come together and stop him. But it just reiterates our motto. DC does it first. Marvel does it better. This three and four should be the best fucking things they do. Like, I I may have too high expectations, but this lead, this buildup, this many people... I'm a f- I'm just afraid it may be too big even for them and something it just doesn't land how it should but this sh- this should be like the best movie they've made yet. I feel like there's so many moving parts to this. Yeah. That there's a lot of ways that it could completely come crashing down or I mean not even come crashing down but misstep or fuck up things here and there. But I think overall it's going to be successful. I think it's going to be no no lower than a five. And I don't think it's gonna be a ten, but it'll be between a nine and a five. It'll be somewhere in that in that better than average category. It better be. And you know, we you know, we talked about like they have yet to make a dud. They make uh, you know, from mediocre to really good movies. I, I wanna say this. I think it's gonna give us some great visuals. We're not gonna be bored yeah like we were at justice League, yeah where we're yeah. just no. not seeing anything new i think we're gonna see some crazy shit yeah, well I, I mean like the beauty is we have all these established characters and their relationships and the different dynamics like there's no way this could be boring well, all- even in in they what they didn't show which i think will happen either in this one or in more than likely in the next one is the team shot not the team shot we yes. got where at the end but the team shot the where everybody's there. Yeah. I mean, you could have a scene where they're all hanging out in the cafeteria waiting for lunch and it would still be a fucking seven. Like that would be fine. That would be entertaining enough. Like how could this, it's, it's super risky, but I can't imagine this being boring. Cause just think of all the characters and all the history. It's super risky, but it's also super ambitious. Well, I mean, big risk. Is, will give you big yeah, rewards. Exactly. Uh, this could be a, the, uh, the next big billion dollar movie. How many characters do you think they're going to introduce into this? movie? Whoa. Oh, that we shit. haven't seen before. Holy shit. Is there even time to do that? Well, you we have the Black Order. We've not seen the Black Order, and they, it seems like they're going to take a big part in this. 
Uh, but do they even have time to introduce like a Captain Marvel or 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 new you characters? You also got a uh, what's her name? Uh, the girl that played Cat Catwoman. Uh, Anne Hathaway. Oh fucker, <laughs> old Catwoman. Uh, oh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer is the OG Janet Van Dyne. You know, and we didn't see we didn't see any Ant Man or well, any. You know what? Ant Man could have been in every scene in this trailer, and we just could didn't see been. him. He just could have been sitting just, on Cap's shoulder. Yeah, he could be man. there. I don't know, but yeah, we didn't see some of the Guardians. We haven't seen Ant Man. There's a couple of characters that are not in here, but Jesus Christ, uh, just take all my money now, Marvel. What are you Seriously. doing? Fuck. Uh, okay, let's take a quick break. I'm gonna play some promos, and we'll be back and continue to geek out with more news. After these messages. Hey listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the Underground. Hey, this is The Toe, host of the Gravity Beard Podcast, a variety show with interviews and discussions on a wide range of topics. Our guests have included a viral YouTube star, a former child actor. We've even had a guy on who may have solved the D.B. Cooper case. It's a delicious box of audio chocolate. You never know what you'll get. Find it on Podbean, iTunes, and other places you listen to podcasts. It's the Gravity Beard Podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. If you ever believed Captain America was on the U.S. Olympic soccer team. If you ever thought that the Winter Soldier was that brace yourselves guy on the internet. And if you ever wondered just what would a raccoon do with a machine gun. Then don't let another week pass you by without tuning into Mighty Marvel Geeks. Mighty Marvel Geeks is your show about all things Marvel. With news, rumors, commentary, and interviews. As well as our weekly recommendations on what to pick up on New Comic Book Day. Official consulting hours are between 8 and 5 every other Thursday. That's Mighty Marvel Geeks on WeebyGeeks.net, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. If you have been enjoying the show and you want more show, you should sign up for our fan club. Jock and Nerd. Just visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon, where there's a bunch of tiers you can pledge, but as little, starting as a dollar a month, you can give more. Feel free to give more, but a dollar or more will get you access to an exclusive podcast feed. You put in your podcast app and you get hours and hours of bonus content. What's in this feed? Well, there's post shows after we record. We hang out. We we record some more geeky stuff. There's instant reactions. For example, this week, I have put up my instant reaction to The Punisher on Netflix because I knew Anthony had to start watching it. I'm like, I'm going to forget everything. Let me just give you a couple of minutes of what I thought after watching episode 13. That's up there right now. And also, uh, Ruggs and I, we may do a preview of the Punisher review for the post show for this episode. We'll give it a good 
Go on. We'll it. give it a good go. See what happens. You can check out the post show from last episode. And also there's some extra content uh, with, a bit with me and David Malofsky from A Place to Hang Your Cape. Uh, if you have been listening to the show, we had that weird phone call, that weird fake phone call about Scott Meridu leading up to uh, Pod Capers Halloween musical, which is really great. You should go listen because uh, we're all three of us are in it. Uh, Rugboy plays Prince Rugboy. Uh, Anthony plays The Knight. I play The Fool. And there's even a whole song about Rugboy, sung to the tune of a Disney song from Aladdin. It's quite hilarious. I'll put a link in the show notes. But Malofsky uh, gave me a little behind-the-scenes making of the musical. They put a lot of work in there. It was it, That's kind of interesting. And also, his brother was a producer on the uh, hit podcast from this summer, Missing Richard Simmons. So I get some behind-the-scenes uh, stuff from his point of view. Uh, about the how when this po- when that podcast got all popular and it was in the media. It was an interesting conversation. Check it out. Join the fan club, jogginner.com slash Patreon. Okay, I know we've, we've been talking about Justice League a lot and we probably don't want to talk about it anymore, but here we are. We're going to talk about it some <laughs> more because new information has come to light. Here's something I thought was interesting from Screen Rant uh, regarding uh, Mustache Gate. Uh, how, you know, they spent shitloads of money removing Henry Cavill's mustache because he was shooting Mission Impossible 6. And it's evident in every scene and it's super distracting. I don't know how you don't notice it. I've seen people comment that, oh, I didn't even notice the lip. Uh, go fuck yourself. You didn't notice? Come on. How can you not notice <laughs> the fucking lip? So there's a Reddit user who's been modified, who's been uh, identity verified by the mods on Reddit uh, by the name of LDN underscore film, who is a visual effects artist on Justice League. He's been dropping a lot of interesting bits. He said Warner Brothers offered to pay to have facial hair added to Cavill for Mission Impossible 6 so that they could shave his mustache ahead of the Justice League reshoots. LDN film said the VFX team did test effects footage on Cavill as Superman to prove how much easier it is to add a beard slash mustache than hide it. However, Paramount rejected the offer. <laughs> they were like, oh, fuck no, you ain't fucking up our movie. They still could have had bearded Superman. They could have. St- so if it's that much easier, why didn't they just do bearded Superman? That is a good question. Black costume, beard, long hair. You'd be good. Oh, my God. So I mean, at the end of the movie, you have a shot of him and there's all his glory, you know, whatever. I think Paramount was like, I, I you guys Cleaned are I'm, you guys are going to fuck up our film. No, fuck no, no. Yeah, no, there's no. If you're Paramount, why, why the hell do why you help you out? Take, another, yeah, right? you don't, you you don't do that. that you, you worry about your film. That's, it, that's their problem. And it was probably cheaper for Warner Brothers to do that than what they did. Whatever, whatever was cheaper or not, it, it is a colossal mistake. It's a mistake and it's a clusterfuck. It's one As of the Rug reasons. As Rugboy stated, it takes you out of the movie every goddamn time. And immediately since it's in the very first scene of the movie, the very first frame, you're like, wow, what happened? Yeah. Uh, another cool bit I found, somebody figured out the identity of that Green Lantern that died in the history lesson flashback, which was a fucking pretty cool scene. I keep thinking about how, how, how badass that scene was, and it was full with Easter eggs. Another Reddit user, Stranding Death, has put together a very convincing argument, saying that the Green Lantern who died at Steppenwolf's hand was Yalin Gur. Yalin Gur. I, nobody knows who this is. 
So, Yalinger. <laughs> Yalinger. I think he's from <laughs> Kazakhstan. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yalinger. He was my Uber driver the other day. Oh, yes, shit. I believe. Ah, uh, yes, Yalin. No, in the comic books, yeah. Uh, there's uh, there's clips. He's got a whole thing where he takes comic book panels and shows you, uh, and it looks like him, but he's this weird red creature with uh, pointy ears and a snout. Uh, and it looks like he hasn't been around since the 30s, the way this is drawn. So it's a very obscure, deep cut. What sector does he uh, patrol? I don't even think they have that. Earth, Earth sector. Oh, he would have been Earth sector, which is like 3814. Jesus, that is real fucking nerdy. Uh, is dude. that right? If I, I got it, that if, right. Oh, are you, are you, oh, I thought you actually knew that. No, I, I don't I know. I, I guessed. I don't have it yeah. in here. I think right. it's 3814. You, yeah, if you got that so, right, you did not guess. Uh, that's you crazy. You went off prior knowledge, uh, you asshole. <laughs> so, Yalengar, I may have seen that somewhere. Uh, finally, for Justice League, uh, there was another great article similar to the Vanity Fair article, but an article describing how not to put together a shared universe. The, r- the one where they talked about... Um, yes, from the rap. Yeah, and how they, they talked about how real fucked up this got. Yep. Uh, shout that. out to uh, listener Trevon Brady on Twitter who uh, tweeted it at us, and that's where I saw it first. But this is an, it's similar to the Vanity Fair article. It kind of uh, breaks down the whole story of how Justice League became a Frankenstein. Uh, a couple of interesting things to note. It does start with Christopher Nolan. Like, you could <laughs> blame a lot of this on Nolan. After he finished his Batman trilogy, they wanted him to do a Man of Steel reboot. But he didn't want to direct it. He opted out and he picked the Zack Snyder. Uh, and, uh, you know, they made Man of Steel. But... The Justice League, as you've heard our review, it really, it needed more time. It needed to push back its release date because clearly the shit was restructured and it wasn't done. But reading this article, you find out that people's pride and their bonuses were more important to get this movie out on the date. They keep saying how Warner Brothers is a studio that likes to project strength, moving and also, this merger between project a- strength while failing, while failing. Uh, there's a Miserably. lot. There, there is uh, a lot of crazy shit in here. So, uh, also, they did want to fire, remove Zack Snyder from Justice League. You know, the tragedy of his uh, daughter committing suicide ultimately forced him to step away. But they really wanted him out early. But he was so far into pre-production. Uh, that uh, he was already shooting mo- the scene. Yes, he wasn't yes, in pre-production. Yes. Yeah, uh, these couple of paragraphs are amazing. It says after the disappointment of Batman v Superman, the individual with deep knowledge of Warner Brothers said studio executives repeatedly went to Silverman to suggest removing Snyder from Justice League. The individual said DC President John Berg was sent to the set for the better part of a year to oversee production out of budget concerns. The insider said Silverman was quite harsh on Zach when BVS underwhelmed audiences, but he didn't fire him. Removing a director is a major distraction in any film, and it would be a sign of serious trouble on a tentpole designed to support a larger universe. They were already in deep prep on Justice League, and it would have cost a fortune. Their stickiness to a director because there's so much cost to unstick him, the insider said. Warner's is a studio that almost to a fault always wants to project strength. You're reading the whole article. Uh, no, I'm just reading that part. But it it it, uh, it goes on to say, uh, this is going to come up again in, in another article, this merger. We had talked, uh, I think, uh, many months ago about AT&T and Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers planning to, uh, AT&T planning to buy Warner Brothers. One was buying the other. And the Justice Department is really suspicious. They don't want this to be a monopoly. 
So moving the film could have projected weakness in this merger. They didn't want to do that. All this article is crazy because it does. It breaks out everything. And, uh, uh, and they run out of time with the mustache and they did as much as they could by the November 17th release date. What a mess. How long did they have to work on the mustache? Uh, like how many months is we talking about here? It was probably just well, a few months see. at the end. I'm looking at this. This doesn't say. I don't think it says in the article, it, but it says. We, like, when did the reshoots happen? The, the, when did the Whedon shoot reshoots happen? Well, but the, this is, we, we're not sure because he was hired on before to write reshoots before uh, Snyder left. Yeah. But he could have been there even earlier. Basically, they said, fuck this. Fuck the Snyder guy. We're going to get Whedon on to make this movie funny. And then when after his daughter died, they were like, they kind of like uh, were like trying to rob the movie from him. So he just fucking said, fuck, I can't do this. And he left. And then they yep, said, okay, yep. perfect. We'll hang this off to, to Whedon to finish. Yeah, Whedon was already there. And he's like, well, I'm going to reshoot some shit. So when did that take place? That was when Mustache Gate would have been. So, so that'll that, give you the time from then to like a month before the movie opens. So it should be in, done. In May is when they stepped away, I think, yeah. from the production. So then you would have like a June, July. June, July, August, September. Yeah. So you can't make a fucking face in four months? <laughs> they, I, don't, I, mean, I don't buy that. I'm not buying it. I think they needed. I mean, the, the, the mustache is terrible. They they needed to just delay the film. Yes, they should. I, I would say it. two months to do the mustache is all you. Really I don't know. I don't there's so it. many issues, not yeah. even with the mustache, but just with the general. Like it's it's a Frankenstein movie. Yeah, that's just one of the things. Like that they and you know he lightened it up as much as he could but by it, the release date. But a lot. Of, I mean, even if you lighten it up, the, yeah. a lot of the original stuff wasn't intended to be that way. No, so you're you you're, needed to basically make a different movie. Yeah, yeah. You have to like reshoot half of it because uh, this tone is not going to be changed. It's honestly, surprising that they even had a movie that I can just go, "Wow, yeah. that was a movie!" Like yeah. it, it didn't yeah. piss me off. <laughs> yes, I, we. I, I think we all came to the conclusion that it was there. This it wasn't is, a bad. I mean, the executive says here he goes. I think Warner Brothers' biggest misstep was not pushing the release date of Justice League when Snyder had to step aside. That would have given you a great reason to be like, you know what, we have to push this back. And nobody would have nobody would have argued with that. Nobody would have said shit. You go back to the the strength thing that they wanted to. They they don't want to. There's mergers going on. People, there's a lot of money invested. Uh, also, there was something about they wanted to get the bonuses before the merger happened. So the executives wanted this to come out of the 17th before this merger happened. So they get their bonuses this year and it doesn't get pushed to after some other fucking. It's just all greed and fucking studio fuckery. Yeah. Really ruined this fucking movie. Well, I wouldn't say ruined it. I think they, I think they tried to save it. But what they did was they did two things that were obviously, or three things that were obviously so unforgivable was the mustache, having like a million scenes in the trailer that are not in the movie, yes, and you know cutting, you know an hour out of the movie that you were expecting. So it's, the movie's completely chopped out like they there was so much more there a that lot they of the, the setup and a lot of the exposition and a lot of the story yeah, so you're, just at thought. the end of the day you get a movie yes that is a movie but you don't get you feel like you're you're also you feel like there was something lacking that you were that you like you know you bought a six pack of beer and there's a, there's a, a beer missing yeah yeah it's being held together by such a thin string of a fucking plot but it's there's a plot so 
you get a movie, but you get a movie with absolutely no life behind it. Yeah, no. And you know what? And you know there's things missing. You know that because you, you can see the mustache and you can see the trailers. Yep. So you now you're going into it knowing that you're getting fucked. And I mean, yeah. and you are going into this also with uh, without any kind of love for or or backstory of these characters aside from the Wonder Woman. Like you really don't know these people. We don't get to endear them the way Marvel has done and taken the time. So ultimately, the payoff is there's no payoff. It's fucking flat because you don't really know anyone. Don't really care. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. I still want I want to see Zack Snyder version. There, it still goes back and forth whether. That's gonna happen. Uh, they would have. No. To, well, they would well, have look, to put money to to finish it. I think they might do something. They might put an extended version where I don't know. They could sit there and reassemble that movie a thousand times. Like, could they make their money back if they made a Zack Snyder version and like sold it on DVD or something? Like, could I they would. Make- uh, I would highly recommend. I know we don't do recommendations anymore, but I'd highly recommend you watch the the movie Bob where he tries to fix the DCU. Yes. Coming off this movie, yes, it's pretty good. <laughs> we can do recommendations whenever we want. Yeah, we that's true. Yeah, that's. No, I'm, making, I'm making it right now. I'm, I'm instead of when Imran wants to fucking do it. <laughs> You're doing. I'm it on doing your it time. right now. I'm jock time. Well, yeah. you acted like there was some kind of decree. There was no, no there more. I, yeah, I, I phrased that wrong. What am I, King Tommen over here? And I ban recommend. If you that were King Tommen, no you'd more. be a, a bigger pussy than you already are. I'm jumping out the window. <laughs> 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 All right, let's move on to some Fox uh, Marvel news. Uh, according to this one Deadline columnist, Deadline has this column where two of the writers, they kind of talk to each other. Uh, he seems to think this Disney Fox deal is back on and it's moving really quickly. Uh, this guy's name is Mike Fleming Jr. Works at the Daily Variety. He says, I want to start with a juicy rumor that is fast gaining steam in town today that Disney is progressing speedily toward that rumor acquisition of Fox. The version I heard has the Murdoch clan keeping possession of sports and news properties and the rest of TV and the film studio going to Disney radio silence right now from both studios. And given how Disney made the Marvel and Lucasfilm deals under the cone of silence, if this happened, we'll probably only know when it's announced. It is certainly being talked about today. Not surprisingly, the reaction around town is not enthusiasm because of the uncertainty that comes with potentially reducing a major studio to content generators under the Disney silo system. Oh, shit. Uh, that's crazy. So this. I don't even know what you just said. This there. Look, this Disney <laughs> Fox thing could happen. Just saying it's not mm-hmm. dead. Insiders seem to think. That uh, it's it's progressing, and uh, hmm. like you said, we're not gonna know until we know. But ooh, that would be crazy. Man, Disney, Disney will, would just they would yeah. fucking rule the world. They'd run. They'd why run the, the shit. Why is the uh, Disney Fox article uh, link say Disney Fox deal should shamed artists be stricken from history? Uh, well, there's different topics. So the rest of the oh. article they're talking about sexual harassment. <laughs> the two topics. I'm sorry, I'm like, laughing, but we were talking about this a, pre-show. That was a weird, like, that's a weird. Like, it is a weird. Yeah, uh, yeah, the title is the two things they talk about in this article. Yeah, it's, it's two weird, separate uh, questions. Weird. Rugs. It's not, not related. I did. I just read the link, uh, and no, I was like, I, I, I was looking at the link too, and I was like, does he got the right article linked in here? <laughs> that's the right article. Is just two. That's the two and things the, they it's talk the about. Sexual harassment. <laughs> shit. Oh, God. Uh, let's talk about the other part of the MCU. And that's the one on television in that uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season five, uh, two hour season premiere tomorrow as we record. So by the time the show posts, uh, you mm. will have seen it. So while we don't have it, we do have the first 17 minutes 
of episode one of uh, season five. I'm not five. doing that. I'm going to watch the whole thing All right, in its entirety. It's, okay, uh, I'll put it in here, but there's no reason to put it in here. I, Anthony, did you get to watch this at all? No, dude, I didn't watch any of last season. That's a good point. It's, it's a joke. good start, I'll tell you that. It's like a whole, it's almost like a whole different show. It's very sci-fi horror. Cool. There may be time travel involved. Your time uh, travel. They're definitely in space. It's crazy. So, right. yeah, we'll check in after. I'm excited for the season five, and I think that's got to be the last season. Now, speaking of the elephant that's not in this room. Yes. What is that? Um, there is a crisis on planet X or Earth oh, X. Yeah. Okay, so I had that in here and I took it out, but uh, Rugs, did you watch that? No. Oh. <laughs> I watched. No, I started to watch it yeah. and I fell asleep. I watched it. Is so, it good? Uh, it, it's, it's better than last year, and I got to say, it's almost a better Justice League movie than the Justice League movie. Now, granted, it's- Say no more because I didn't watch it yet. It's pretty good. I mean, you know the setup. Let me give you the setup. Crisis on Earth X- uh, as we know, in the CW Arrowverse, there's 52 Earths. Well, there's a 53rd Earth. And this is from the comics. It's Earth X, uh, a world where Hitler won World War II and Nazis rule everything. Oh, shit. Let that sink in. This is a Hitler Nazi run alternate reality. So you see uh, evil versions of our heroes played by, you know, Stephen Mel, Melissa Benoist. Uh, it's it's very good. And Unlike the last one, which was the Dominators and kind of didn't have any effect on the rest of the show, this one, dude, uh, people die. Uh, shit happens that changes the show and relationships. Like, it's very well integrated. I really enjoyed it. And How many episodes was it? It was four episodes. It was two so episodes. You don't Monday. need to really watch the shows to watch yeah, this. this one, you don't. You don't. Okay. This one, uh, they it, explain it all. Was it over Superman, Supergirl, Flash, yep. Arrow, and yep. what? Legends? Uh, Legends of Tomorrow in so it's that four, it's, it's four episodes in that exact order. Yes. Is, is that the still the four shows that come out every week? Yes. Or is there and Black fifth? Lightning is going to start in January. Okay. Which is wow. the new one. Yeah. I want to wow. check that out. It's I pretty good. See I think I you'll know. like it, dude. And I, I mean, I, I thought it was a better. This is how you do I fucking don't Justice I'm going to like it, Imran. You're, but dude, I just, dude, I'm going to watch it. Just to see all of them <laughs> on screen. This is how you do Justice isn't League. That, it was that, good. Haven't you seen them all on screen? I'm not. I don't mean to well, hate on it. I haven't watched any of these shows, so it'd be uh, nice to just do four episodes and just a, be out. There's, yeah. yeah, there's new legends. Actually, there's new people and there's new legends. There's uh, but you get the arrow back. Uh, the back team. You know, the little street team. Mm. Uh, but it's uh, it, it it was great, and it's all framed around uh Barry and Iris's wedding. So. They're getting married. It's tough for me to. Yeah. It's tough for me to get back into that after watching Thrones. Yeah. Speaking of Game of Thrones, let's move on to the final topic that I have programmed for us here, and it's kind of the discussion. So last episode we did Game of Thrones season six in our first time run through review. I'm in four episodes, season four. Oh, what's the I last mean, episode seven, you saw? Sorry, season seven. The last thing I saw. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen season seven, was uh the Dothraki army with dragons charging towards the Lannister army who oh, isn't that fucking great. We're supposed to be a castle rock, but it was a decoy to take all their gold uh, and, and, and give it to uh Bravo. How you explain this correctly. House Tyrell's gold. House, oh, they just fucking killed everyone. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I forgot. All the Tyrell's death was amazing. They yeah. go and they kill all the Tyrells, steal their gold because they have a debt with uh, Bravos and the, uh, the what is it? What are they called? Iron the Iron Bank. The Iron Bank. And they got no money. They want to pay back their debt. So don't, they, don't narrate the entire thing. Okay. Just tell me what you thought of it. So the last thing I saw was Jamie Lannister 
running towards the injured uh, Drogon. Yeah. Because he had a spear in him. And and, uh, uh, the dragon shoots fire at him. And the last minute, I think it's Braun, knocks him off the horse and he falls into the water. And then it just fades to dark as he's falling. Isn't that fucking great when the dragons and the Dothraki are massacring the Lannister army? Holy shit, it's fantastic. Dude, they're burning all those motherfuckers up. Just down the line, I was like, you know what? So far, this season moves way faster than any of the other seasons. It's glorious. Isn't there's, it getting better and better? There's like a battle in every episode. What did you think of the scene the the first time uh, Danny meets Jon Snow? Oh, my God. That was great, too. Again, two characters that have not met, and they both want things from each other. Uh, and uh, she's sitting. Uh, Dragonstone is just gorgeous. I don't know where they shoot that. Uh, but I think it's like Ireland or something. Oh, it's fucking, it's fucking beautiful. She goes home. It's got all the feels and, uh, yeah, he's like, I need your help. You need my help. And she's like, I have three dragons. Why do I need your help? And he's like, eh, it's fuckers from the North. They're coming. <laughs> They're going to come get you. So they do, uh, ultimately decide to help each other. And, uh, man, it moves. It moves a lot. That, that scene when they first meet and yeah. that like, you can just slice the tension. Yeah. Because you you want you know that both characters you want them to c- come together, but yeah, they both but they don't trust each other. Are, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are re- reasonably skeptical of one another. And uh, you know, like Davos has to explain what John's been through, and John doesn't really know what Danny's been through. Like to him, well, she must seem like just some rich girl whose father right. was on the throne, and he she's can't like, really tell her tell her everything he's been through. No, nope. no, because uh, yes. he keeps that close to the vest. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, you can't play that card. Wait, what card is that? Davos is like he he's almost died gives, for oh, his. Oh yeah, yeah. He almost gives that away. And he's he stops. Like, and he's like, what? He's like, he stops. He's like, he's giving his life, and then he kind of stops himself. Yeah. Uh, God damn though, this show fucking moves. The cold open, the Arya as Walder Frey was so fucking good in the first episode because I was confused. I was like, is this a flashback? What is this from before? And then slowly, the guy playing Walder Frey was amazing because he he starts dropping lines where you're like, he starts insulting them. And then uh, he just fucking kills all of them, and she takes the, her. The thing subtle off. acting by the guy that plays Walter so Frey, where his good. eyes are moving around, yes. as he's saying everything, it's it's great. Because they all drink, and he doesn't drink, and he tells the girl, "Not for you." And you're like, uh, "What's going Did on?" Did you get the scene with uh, Euron? The gift. Yes, the gift. Well, he goes to uh, Cersei, and he, he's like, "I want to be your. I want to be married. I want to be your king." Have you seen the gift yet? Yes. Like what uh, the gift is? The gift is uh, Alaria Sands yeah, and so Yara Greyjoy. You got the attack on the... That the was amazing. Greyjoy fleet. Yeah, okay. Every Dude, every episode has like this epic battle in it so far. I was like, how could they sustain this? And it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Well, that they did exactly what I said that the Defenders should do. Yeah. Yeah. They cut the episodes down and spend more money on each episode. Yeah. And it, it's the pacing is definitely picked you up. You got like, three more left? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then you're done. And then, and then you're, it's you're, done. And you're with but you everyone else. But you guys were right. Like, stuff that would have taken a lot longer, like, it's just fucking boom, boom, well, it's, boom. It's a fan service season. Yes, but I'm loving it so oh, far. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit. Every scene is like, this is another thing I wanted to mention that I never said in any of our reviews. Like, this is, is a great example of a show that has absolutely no filler. Every scene, every look, every line, every camera movement is important. Like, there's nothing wasted. It's a fucking incredible. 
Yeah, it's, it is. It's so tough. And this is the same guy that a year ago was like, not watching it. I was like, nope. <laughs> fuck it. It's too pop, man. It's fucking amazing. And, yeah, me uh, and you were both on the, everyone's watching it, so we're not going to watch it. I'm also I'm also kind of glad I got to binge the whole thing in a couple of months. I'll tell you. That, it is fun. That, that's great. The binging part was really fun. <laughs> I would, it would have been uh, a lot more torture to wait for it, but I'm glad I could just, because you can really see how it changes. And like, I look at Arya returns to, to Winterfell and you think about the first season, all the fucking Starks are together back at Winterfell, just like the first season. <laughs> Some of them, most of the Starks. Most of them. But like, the ones you, that aren't dead. You start to see more Starks on screen. I was like, holy shit, there's like three Starks on screen. When's the last time we've seen three Starks on the, in the same place? All right, we're getting all okay. into this. Uh, my, my point of all this is uh, the race for the next Game of Thrones. Everyone, because it's got one more season and HBO... Is uh they gotta be a little bit worried. There the news is there's five spin-offs in development. Whoa, but only wow. one of them are gonna air. They're kind of well, they'll pick the, the best one best and maybe one? do okay. Yeah, maybe do the others. But there's five total they're playing with. But the fact that HBO, when the show started, did not have to compete with uh really all, all the streaming media, your Hulu's and your Netflix and your Amazons and your Apples. Uh, HBO is the channel that is the 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 grandfather of subscription based television. Like they are the golden uh, fucking whatever. They are the prime example. They are the ones that everyone looks to. Whether they can keep up this relevance and keep up uh, this buzz is, uh, I think they got to be shaking in their boots a little bit. Uh, I have an article here from the Washington Post. I will post in the show notes. Uh, th- this one bit, this is pretty much how you can sum up what HBO is going through. It's the relationship between revenue and costs. Because we talked about how season eight, they're spending $15 million an episode on Game of Thrones. That's crazy. Uh, HBO's Tale of Two Cities in 2016. The company's subscription revenue reached $5 billion for the first time last year. But its programming costs were sky high. $2.18 billion, up 10% from two years before. And now, can there even be another Game of Thrones? Because viewing is so fractured amongst all these different streaming platforms. You know, Thrones had this amazing built-in audience and HBO money. Uh, Can there even be anything like this again? No. Right? I don't think that you can have another Game of Thrones uh, and have the same effect that this show has had and the quality. I think you could have great shows, yes. but it's not going to be to this scale. Right? Nothing to this for, level. Unless it's like driving subscriptions out through the roof. You're not like people are signing up for HBO, like getting HBO Go and all those other things to get HBO and paying for it. There's no way. So it's just just too cost not cost exactly. And the question HBO is is, is struggling with is not that uh, is our stuff good enough or people are willing to pay for it because they've proven that. The question now is will people pay for everything, and you know who starts losing business because you can't possibly pay for all these things. We have CBS All Access competing with its Star Trek, trying to make that their Game of Thrones. And uh, I hear it's very good. It's gotten a lot of great reviews. Uh, it probably helped their subscriptions for all access. Uh, Amazon, here's what they're dealing with. Am- this happened earlier, I think this month. Amazon, uh, unbelievable uh, little deal here. They have bought the rights for Lord of the Rings. They are going to do a prequel series on Amazon. They want it to be the next Game of Thrones. Here's the crazy part. They paid $250 million just for the rights. Oh, shit. 
just for the rights to make a show. This is that becomes the biggest TV rights deal in history for a literary property. Right. Lord of the Rings. For Lord of the Rings. And it's going to be a prequel on Amazon. It's already been explored in six movies. Right. Is this a good idea? First of all, Ruggs, would you watch this? And will this be the next Game of Thrones? Does it well, have the potential? I'm a big fan of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it, it's a good property. Um, it is like yeah, the, the originator of its kind. It inspired George Martin to write Game of Thrones, clearly. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I think it's a good property. I think, though, I don't know. A lot of people are fatigued on it. Yes. And it's also been locked in by the other movies. So there's not really a lot of r- wiggle room for them to kind of be their own thing. But who knows? There's a there's a really good story to be told there. There's the, the what they're talking about doing is uh, I can't I have to look up the name of the there's a name of the the part of the Lord of the Rings that they want to do, which oh. is like all the wars. Oh, OK. There's all because you know when you watch the Lord of the Rings, there's, they talk about this big war that happens where Sauron and all that stuff comes in the in the ring, all that stuff that's in like the first five minutes yeah. of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. They want to do that story. Oh, okay. Of all the wars that led up to it, and that's kind of like a Game of Thronesish thing. There's a lot of people competing and yep. creating the the rings and all this other stuff. So uh, that could be interesting. Uh, speaking of fake history, the Game of Thrones, uh, there's uh, some hints about the timeline for the prequels because they've said it's not going to be about Robert Baratheon's rebellion. So, but that leaves open about 12,000 years of Game of Thrones uh, history that they could play in for these prequels. Uh, in the meantime, sci fi has another plan. This is what they're going to do. They're Jesus gonna- Christ, sci fi are we talking? We're talking yes. about sci fi? Sci fi is adapting another George R. R. Martin novella called Night Flyers. Uh, it has got a 10 episode first season uh, thing, and it's they've gotten a substantial budget, and it's about space exploration gone ho- horribly wrong. The screener article says it's Isn't a little alien. Well, yeah, it's like The Expanse or Alien. But look, think of George R. R. Martin, how he likes to kill his characters. Martin himself was a little unsure how they were going to make this one book stretch over seasons of TV. He said, honestly, at first I was baffled as to how they hoped to get a series out of my story. Since at the end of the novella, pretty much everyone is dead. It was a horror story after all. But in May, UCP got me a copy of the script and I saw how he dealt with it. It was a good read. And yes, I came away with a better idea. Of where they find a few seasons. So could another George R. R. Martin adaptation be the next Game of Thrones? No. Not on sci-fi. Not on sci-fi. I don't think they got the money no. to pull it. I'm, I'm curious about Night Flyers. It sounds no. right, right, you're not that You're not this sci-fi stupid. Sci-fi series are just, they're okay. They're okay. But, like, but they're not like on the level of talking about, they're not even in anywhere in the, the same galaxy as Game of Thrones. Sci- sci-fi, come on, man, dude. Sci- when you when people bring up sci-fi, you laugh. You're like, isn't that the show that's the the, t- the station that shows Sharknado? Yeah. Then you've, you're going to compare that to Game of Thrones on HBO? It sounds like, though, they're throwing a little bit more money. I don't care this. how much money they throw at. Sci-fi has no cachet with the, with the general audience. Everyone thinks of sci-fi as a joke. They don't even spell sci-fi correctly. But they, look, to their credit, they've had some great shows. That show. No, they do. They, they've had, like, Battlestar Galactica, still one of the best shows ever made. Yeah, Continuum was great. The Expanse yep. is good. Grant Morrison's happy adaptation with uh, Chris Maloney is starting I'm telling in you, December. as a casual fan, yeah. sci-fi is not the, the place to be. But don't you? No, not anymore, but it used to be. Right. 
It used to be very, very respectable. And if you haven't watched uh, Battlestar Galactica, fucking watch it. It's great. Battlestar Galactica is great, except for the last season, which I didn't, yeah. I didn't like. Well, even season. then, now that, you know what, in retrospect, yeah. should, it, it was a genius ending. Okay, I should watch it again. Because I never thought that that last season was good. I thought it was shit. Yeah. But now as we're seeing technology, like, kind of fuck people's lives up, like, every day, uh, and, you know, you see, like, the people getting accused on of things yeah. and all these people just saying shit on, on Twitter. And all. I'm like, oh, they got the right idea with this ending. By the way, so, if, yeah, if you've seen Black Mirror, like Black Mirror has predicted so many things that are happening in the, yeah. their dystopian. Technology yes. is fucking everybody over. Dude, everything that uh, it's in Black Mirror, they totally called it. And that show is scary because it's real. But I would argue that just having Martin's name may bring people to give it a chance on the side. Well, Game of Thrones Going away, there, there's two, three different ways they can deal with this. They can either tr- lean hard into making another Game of Thrones or, you know, or Lord of the Rings, which is in the same wheelhouse. Yeah. If you're going to do that, you really don't have that many properties that have uh, a lot of cachet. Um, I always loved, I said, Dungeons and Dragons and Dragonlance. Oh, I, I yeah. Love, I, I mean, it's not as well known, but I mean, I think they have a lot of lore. I love the characters in Dragonlance, and they have, like, unique enough characters that are different enough from anything that you've seen in... Because it centers around a, a, a wizard. Okay. And he's a fucking badass. His name is Raceland. But if you want to look him up, his story is fucking amazing. He's like a bad guy, kind of like... He's, like, on the edge of being evil and being good. This is from the D&D universe? Yeah, called Dragonlance. Dragonlance, okay. But just... just Everything... Just the story of Raceland is cool. Hmm. Um, And, okay, they could do Dune if they want to go yep. up in, in, in the sci-fi direction. They have Watchmen coming. I think they have a Watchmen series I don't know, coming. Yeah, which I don't know how they're going to do that. And Game of Thrones uh, prequels, but I really think they're going to be stringing out this Game of Thrones as much as they can. They're going to fucking milk this thing. Yeah. Because uh, who doesn't want more Game of Thrones prequel shows? Anything but Game of Thrones will pull in people. So... Uh, the race for the next Game of Thrones will be interesting. And there's still, we talked last episode, uh, Westworld and these other shows. Yeah, Westworld, I think, is going to be a it's nice potential. Little, it depends. This whole next season could either make it jump the shark or it can make it, like, epic. Because where they ended the show, like, it leaves it open to, like, so many new things. Yeah. And if they blow it and they fucking fuck that up, then it, they, no one's going to watch that. But there's no dragons. That's the only problem. No, but there could be. <laughs> there could there be. Could yes, be. there could be robot dragons. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for the news. We got an audio question, and uh, we will wrap it up here. Uh, audio question from a listener and podcaster, Mr. Throwback Thursday, uh, coming at you. Here it is. What's up, Jock and Nerd Podcast? It's Mr. Throwback Thursday from the Mr. Throwback Thursday Podcast. Checking in. To see how things are going. Haven't heard from you guys in a while. No, we haven't checked in with you guys in a while. Uh, I have a question for you because, you know, that's why you why you send messages to people is to ask them questions and see how they're doing. Um, after uh, A Better Tomorrow, you know, Wu-Tang's horrible, horrible album that I was looking very, very forward to um, and was let down. I'm wondering from you guys, what what is one big comic book or superhero movie that you were, you were really, really looking forward to and then just had the rug pulled out from under you and they just, they just let you down flat. Yeah. I, uh, I guess that's about all. 
just checking in to make sure you guys are still alive, let you know we're still alive, and uh, let you know we're still out here listening. So, till next time, yay, yay! <laughs> keep it classic, <laughs> and always remember, new school stale, old school fresh. Fresh. Thank you, Jamie, Mr. Throwback Thursday, for the question. That's a, good question. That's a very good question. Uh, who wants to go first? Anybody? Any thoughts? I can start. Okay. I liked the movie. Don't get me wrong, but I had really high expectations for Age of Ultron, and I uh, walked out of that movie not feeling the same way that I, I could did see out that. of Avengers. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't let me down per se, but I just wasn't. It didn't live I up to the Avengers. Yeah, it just didn't live up to the hype, and yeah. it wasn't what I was expecting with how Ultron would be portrayed. That is and, called and disappointment. And a, yeah, it was. A, yeah, it was a little bit disappointing. <laughs> All right, I can see that, Rugs. I'm going to say Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay. Because I really liked the first one. And I feel like, not that the, the movie was terrible, but I felt like that, uh, I said, the, the comedy didn't work for me. I think the jokes were bad for me. And it, and uh, so I was like, ah, how did they fuck that up? And I, I, didn't get, I don't get it. But then again, I'm in the minority on that film. So maybe <laughs> just my perception. So. No, I can see that. Uh, for me, it's uh, a pair of Spider-Man movies, and uh, you could probably guess which ones. Uh, the first one being Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3. Of course, oh, yeah. of course coming af- off of the second one, which was uh, still w- one of the top five. But you're going way back there. Talk about new movies. Well, he, no? he didn't He didn't mention what time. Oh, okay. He didn't mention when. I'm just telling you, I rem- when he said disappointment, I immediately went to Spider-Man 3 and uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Both times. Spider-Man 3, though, because they were showing me, like, the awesome black costume in, in the promotional materials, and it looked badass and dark. That movie was so fucking And then bad. you got, like, Tobey Maguire giving, shooting the guns and acting like a dick and and, and what's going on here, and uh, the whole Venom thing's kind of wasted. Uh, I, I still, I love that they gave us the only version of the black costume we've seen on screen, and it looked sick, but that was a little this. And then Amazing Spider-Man 2... Was uh, what? Uh, just the movie kept going. It, it should have ended. No, it was nowhere near as bad as Amazing as Spider Man Three, though. No, it's. I, I actually didn't. I thought Amazing Spider Man Two was worse. I thought. I thought Amazing Spider Man was two was worse, but Spider Man Three for it was more disappointing. Yeah, for me. yeah. If there's if there's a difference, in, I'll agree. I, see I, what I didn't saying. think Amazing Spider Man Two would be any good to begin with. Okay, so there wasn't a lot of uh, uh, of hype going into it. I mean, I thought they did a good job on the first one. My thing with Amazing Spider Man Two is like I was like the second Sam Raimi movie was great, and I was like, okay, the second movie they got the first one out of the way. Yeah. The second one they nail it, and instead, no. what do they do? They jump to the third movie, Curse. And shove a bunch of villains and kill the franchise. That was your classic world building movie. Gone wrong that they didn't know what Let's they were doing. Let's not make a good movie. Let's set up a movie for future movies. Yes. And nobody learns when these lessons happen when they're making that they made movies after that. Nobody learned. I'm looking at you, Zack Snyder. Nobody learned that that doesn't work. So, and then a little bit Justice League was disappointing to him, but that's. I didn't really have that. Much I wasn't really hopes. expecting. Much. Yeah, that was the thing. I wasn't expecting much. I still really you we walked into Justice League and run no, expecting a something. Little bit, but that's no. a really good pull, though. Spider Man Three. We were yeah because we had yes. This is the thing you set the, the stage for yes. Spider Man Two was so good, so yeah. fucking good. It's still good. And you're like, wow, they're only gonna fucking kick more ass, right? How could they shit the bed now? Yeah. Well, yeah, they I, I would and agree. So that was a, that's right? the thing. Like Amazing Spider Man. 
I had problems with it. I liked it, but I, I had problems with it. So when I was going into Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, and they had Jamie Foxx, and I was like, oh, this is wrong. And, uh, and just the way the character that he was playing, the weird yeah. nerdy yeah, guy, that, yeah. that was just weird yeah. to me. And I never liked the guy they got to play Harry either in that movie. Oh, Sp- Spider-Man 3, back back from then, yeah. for me, I was a freshman in college, yeah, and I wasn't the internet guy that I am now in terms of looking up movies. <laughs> he wasn't the jock on the jock. No, I, I didn't. I was literally, I would like literally would anytime would go into a film and be just blind and just watch a film. Right. Without any, I, all right, I had okay. to base this off of was one and two. And I was like, Spider-Man three for me was like everything I wanted in the, in terms of expectations. Like finally they're doing venom. Holy shit. They're yep. doing the black suit. Yep. This is what I've been waiting for. Yep. And wow. Wow. Look, it, 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 it's <laughs> that was the, not good. It's the movie that started our What the Fuck series with Dalhauer, uh, but I still like the movie because the the scenes oh of him. Oh my god, Imran, you're dude, terrible. Dude, only because dude, the scenes of him swinging in the uh, in the underground subway in the black costume fighting Sandman, like that shit is still cool. Like I thought, I still think the black costume looks you, really. How can good. you say you like the movie? It was so bad because it's Spider Man Three, Sam oh Raimi. The whole trilogy holds a special place in my heart. <laughs> But fuck you are the, the, you fuck are the, the absolute Mark worst. Those three movies, they look. I can't. I'm sorry. Those three movies hold a special place. For, fuck the Mark Webb movies. But yes, very disappointing. And uh, thanks. I'll for- take an Amazing Spider-Man one over that that third one any day. Ooh. Okay, I'll give you that. I don't like Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker. I like him as Spider-Man. Uh, I just also before we finish, uh, Jamie, th- Mr. Throwback Thursday. Thanks for the question. Congratulations to them. They have a uh, registered R. Official trademark on Mr. Throwback Thursday. They can they applied and they got it and they just put out their two hundredth episode. So con- get on that shit, Amber. Congratulations! I gotta we gotta get the circle R. David Zika has actually uh, written in about that stuff. And when they did it, I was thinking about it, and we've had the conversation. But congrats on reaching two hundred episodes. We're right behind you. This is one ninety seven. But these guys are my favorite old school hip hop podcast. Uh, to put it in context. They talk about mumble rap the way we talk about Zack Snyder. Oh, shit. Check them out, MrThrowbackThursday.com. And that's the show, Rugs. Where can the listener find you? On Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. All right. And you can find us. Find me. JockandNerd.com for all the places you can subscribe. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it. Five stars. Light them up. Tell a friend. Spread the geekery. Nerd. And uh, let's get going. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And we'll peep you next time. Go stroke a barbell. Oh, do you even podcast?